Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Truth Again Podcast, episode 68, with my good buddy Mike Baldwin. Um, if you're new to this podcast, we are two professional stand up comedians, and we think that almost everything we've been told for the last however many years is complete bullshit, and uh, that the Federal Reserve is behind most of the evils in the world. I found a really interesting article that we're going to talk about. Uh, as well as breaking down some great videos. But the most important thing going on today is that tonight is the uh, debut of Mike's first comedy special, and we're both very excited about that. And uh, tell us a little bit about it, Mike. Where can people find that? Uh, you can just go to my website at Mike is Funny. Well, let me say it again since you sniffed <laughs> <laughs> Go to mikeisfunny.com. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. That made the, me laugh. The top link says comedy special. If you click that, then it'll bring up a thing. And you can either watch it on YouTube or if you want to just listen to it, uh, it's on things, a few things I've never even heard of before. Hold on. I'm going to look and, and I'll tell you. Uh, Deezer, whatever Deezer is. And then YouTube Music, Spotify. Uh, I don't know what that envelope represents there, but uh, something there. Yeah, it's it's on all sorts of stuff. It's called number one top selling best comedy special ever. And I've already had people be like, wow, man, congrats. Number one. That's awesome. And I'm like, no, like, <laughs> all right, thanks, man. But yeah, that's the the joke of the title is that you can just call them whatever you want. And uh, so I thought I would call mine number one top selling best comedy special ever. Yeah, well, I think it's a uh, I think it's a great title, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, what what's what's the other detail about it though? Aren't they supposed to watch it like right as it debuts in order to hopefully get it to? Well, first of all, we're filming this, and it won't come out till tomorrow, so that's kind of a moot point for us. Uh, as far as that goes. But for my own benefit, uh, it would help if I could watch it right when it starts. Is that right? I think, well, I don't think it helps you or does anything for you at all. But yeah, I mean, the more people that are like on there at 7 p.m., 8 p.m. Eastern uh, and watching it as it premieres, then uh, then yeah, it's like you're watching the new episode of Lost like on ABC Wednesday night as it's on with the rest of the world. And uh, so, I don't know. Yeah, um, I guess if enough people watch it right at 7 o'clock, then YouTube will be like, whoa, who's this? Who's this now? And then they'll like bump me up to the front page or something. But yeah, but it's not even on my YouTube. So it's not like the only benefit I get is from uh, monetization and stuff, which I have to split with the company that put it on that's like part of the deal but the for me it was like my options are spend at least five grand maybe 10 hiring people to professionally record me and record the sound and do all of this advertising and everything that they're doing and all of that and then hopefully make money putting it out myself or let them pay for everything put it out, advertise it, pimp it out to their hundreds of thousands of followers that they already have versus my 7,000 uh, and then take half of everything forever. So 
I, the only way I'm going to feel screwed out of this deal is if I get like a hundred million hits and they make like, you know, millions of dollars. Then I'll be like, man, fuck, I should have signed like a better deal. But yeah. it, as of now, I'm like, hey, it can only help my career. Yeah, it can only help. And uh, it'll motivate you to to write more. And, you know, oh, like yeah, I I've got to drop <clears throat> everything, everything that's in this special. I'm not going to be able to do it at shows from now on like and i'm or i'm not supposed to at least like people are aren't gonna want to that's gonna be the the bitch about it is like if not very many people even watch this thing then i'm gonna go to shows and be like hey you know what are the odds like and then some newspaper guy is gonna be there and he's gonna write a blog or something about how like yeah he was all right but it doesn't seem like he's written anything since he's doing all the same shit. Yeah. Well, what these people don't know and not that you should go around doing the same exact stuff or anything, but I think what's been hard for people like us is like, you know, we may have had certain parts of our act for a long time, but there's also been like, cause we haven't done like a mainstream special so maybe I shouldn't speak for you, but for me, I know that like certain bits I've completely dropped, like big chunks of material I've completely dropped and then I've replaced it with other stuff, but I haven't replaced my entire act. And when people don't know you on a mass scale, you're able to do that. So your act gets better all the time, but it hasn't been recorded, if that's making any sense. So like sometimes yeah. you'll you'll drop things then you add to it or you'll add to a joke. Like you said, you've already done with certain jokes. You know, it's amazing how like watching it on something and you're like, Oh shit, I could say this. And it's, you know, and I'm constantly doing that with jokes and finding taglines that I'm like, ah shit, I know I've done this joke before, but I didn't have this tag before that made it so much better. Um, so it's, it's just one of those things. And, and, and writing jokes that work in every environment consistently. And, uh, you know, I'm not a perfectionist about a lot of things in my life, but I was taught by Brian Burgess. You know, I asked him what I needed to do to headline. And he's like, I need to laugh every 15 seconds for 45 minutes. And that's kind of an outdated way of thinking, but it's also the way I was trained to do it. And now I can do that. I can do that for an hour. And that's a lot of freaking laughs. And now when I do something and it doesn't kill or I don't get that laugh every, you know, laugh per minute type thing, um, it, it bothers me. It bugs the shit out of me. You know, I feel like I'm eating it, even though some things are just interesting. They're not necessarily funny. So that's been the hard thing for me. Um, and I think that's an outdated way of thinking because most people can't do it. You know, like you see a lot of the specials on Netflix that are, I'm not going to mention any names, but they're complete shit. And you're like, this is just what we've trained our country to be like, eh, comedy's just not that funny. <laughs> it's like, no, it is. You just don't get to see the right people. I wonder if that's part of a deep state conspiracy. If they're like, we need to put out bad comedy so people think comedy sucks, so they stop going to these comedy clubs and hearing the truth. Dude, I... I you can call me crazy or conspiracy theory or guy or whatever, but I mean, look at Bill Hicks. There was no bigger truth teller in comedy than Bill Hicks. And he wasn't shot or anything, but he was assassinated at 32 years old. 
or excuse me, he died at 32 years old. Yeah, I was like, he was assassinated? <laughs> they gave him cancer. Well, fuck, man. Pancreatic cancer is not something you normally get at 32. Yeah. Um, and he used to drink a lot and all that, to be fair. But at the same time, uh, I don't know, man. I I believe anything is possible these days. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I think about that all the time. Like, we were talking about presidents before, like, in the past. And I just wonder how far back, like, these conspiracies go. And I, like, looking back now, like, it, in the older times, it would be easier to fool people with technology. It would seem like magic to them, you know? So you could fake, like, a bullet, uh, someone getting shot or something in, say, 1912. They probably had, like, a little explosive thing that he could wear in his shirt, and it would, like, shoot out and then liquid red would seep from it so you could see it through his shirt and stuff if that happened in 1912 then people would be like oh my god he was shot no one would think like wait he's got a fake bullet pack in his shirt because that's just way before that time you know yeah. so i don't know that's just interesting because uh what's his name got shot in 1912 who was that teddy roosevelt was it 1912 he got shot i didn't write down the date but um and we were talking before we started the podcast today about this, and I, I wish I would have came across this article like two days ago um, so I could have really researched it. But um, And if basically, if you just type in uh, into a – try not to Google anything. You need to upload like DuckDuckGo or a different search engine because Google scrubs so much stuff from the Internet, um, especially if it goes against their narratives. Um, yeah, so if you're if you're trying to find out what the truth is, then don't use Google. If you're trying to find out what a fact is, Google is good for stuff like that. What year did so and so happen? What's uh you know the recipe for this? That kind of stuff. Google is really good for. Whose phone number is this? Google's better at that than anything else. So facts are are still Google's repertoire, if there is such a word. But for, yeah. yeah, for news stories and like uh, videos and stuff like that, like I always use something else, right? I'm currently using, uh, I think it's called Ecosia or something. And they have a thing where like every search that's done, they plant a tree or something. I don't know if that's exactly how it works, but uh, but they're pretty good. DuckDuckGo is also a good one, but they kind of skew their results too. Uh I've found a lot of stuff on Bing. If you turn off the uh, like adult filter or whatever, then Bing will show you uh, stuff that Google won't. But even still, like, I don't know. No, every technology thing, you're like, I don't know if I should trust them, you know? Yeah. So when you say Google is good for facts, um, just, to, just to clarify, at least in my opinion, it's good for facts like what date did this happen and that kind of thing. But it's not good for like, um, like true or false. Yeah. Anything that they can, anything that they can make look like they want you to believe is not good. Right. That, no. Yeah. I, when I say facts, I mean like stuff that everyone can agree is true. Like what, what was the date this happened? What is this math problem? What is this phone number? Stuff like that. Not yeah. like did so-and-so really say 
if if the word really is part of your search, don't use Google because it's going to lie to you. Did yeah. so-and-so really say that? Yeah. And and never use Snopes as a fact checker. We've talked about that before, but that is a horseshit operation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, they, that... all, uh, lots of them are like that, where it's like, oh, this whole thing is run by like a guy and his wife or like a small team. Like they're the ones doing all of this. Like it's, yeah. it's clearly just something that's like promoted to the top because the, the powers that be want those opinions to be seen before anything else. Anything that says fact check above it is probably skewed to the left really far. Yeah, I mean that... It's something I, someone I don't even talk to anymore, fortunately, unfortunately, because I really liked him. But I remember sending him something being like, hey, man, what do you think about this? And he's like, well, it's been really hard to watch because I have to fact check so much. And I'm like, have you ever thought about who's actually checking those facts? It doesn't mean they are they know every freaking thing. It, this it's kind of ignorant to, to believe that. Um, and we just live in such a world where it's so hard to believe anything. But. So if you're on DuckDuckGo or something and you, and maybe Google would know this, I don't know. But if you type in like presidents that were against the Federal Reserve, which in my opinion, and the more I learn about it, I believe they are behind every awful thing in the world. But they created the Great Depression. That was because of them. Um, Woodrow Wilson sold this out in 1913 because they were paying for his campaign funds. Um, and there have been eight presidents who vehemently were against the Federal Reserve. One of them was George Washington, which they couldn't really do anything to him. He was the founder of the country and it was a long freaking time ago. Not the founder yeah. of the, not the founder of the country, but the But first. there wasn't even a uh, there was hardly a, a central bank at the time at all. There wasn't, but he was definitely opposed to anyone else coming in and be like, "Ah, we'll handle your finances." He was like, "No, we got away from Britain." So you dicks had nothing to do with it. Um, but the farther we got away from that date in history, the more they were like, eh, are you sure we could do this? And then and then they started getting to presidents. So Andrew Jackson um, was opposed to it. He's the only guy, by the way, who paid off the national debt. Um, but he was opposed to it. And if you look back in history, a lot of people say he's one of the greatest presidents ever, but he was also vilified as a racist, which is kind of, you know, Trump and Andrew Jackson have a lot of similarities. And it's just interesting that if you look back on history, and maybe he was, maybe he was this racist whatever, but... Was there also, even racism in Andrew Jackson days? Or is this just like, let's look back on it now. And yeah, it turns out that was pretty racist. Yeah. Um, when, did, when was he alive? 1767 to 1845. Do you think anybody in Andrew Jackson's time was like, dude, come yeah. on, too far, <laughs> too far, man. Yeah. Um, well, the, the thing that he was vilified for was something about the Native Americans. Um, but I mean, is that racist? I mean, who cares about Native Americans? <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a joke. But like back then, it wasn't like we need to get rid of these like the particular race of people or whatever. It was just like, hey, these people, anytime we go near them, they shoot arrows at us. And they're like, well, fucking either try to 
shake their hands or kill them. Like there's nothing in between. What else are you going to do? They're like, well, we'll just avoid that area. They're like, no, we're either going to become friends with these guys or we're going to have to kill all of them. That's yeah. like the human way. The only reason we're not like that is because we live in a civilized country. Now things weren't as civilized back then, you know? Yeah. Um, and then Abraham Lincoln, we know what happened to him. <coughs> Ulysses S. Grant, he died of throat cancer, which I'm not saying they gave him that. I think he was a very big cigar smoker, but he was against it. Um, and if you look back on, uh, if you, I remember reading about Ulysses S. Grant. They used to call him Useless Grant, and they kind of just shit on him, um, historically speaking. So that's, you know, and they can't go, they can't assassinate every single president that opposes them. I mean, eventually, maybe someone would be like, eh, how come? You know, so they pick and choose like who's the best people to do it. But five of the eight were uh, at least shot at. Chester Arthur, I can't remember if they killed him or if he was just uh, as an attempt. James Garfield was shot. William McKinley was shot. JFK, we know what happened to him. Reagan was shot. And I'm not saying he was opposed to the Federal Reserve, but I bet he was. I mean, he was a very America first president. And we did really well under him. So, you know, and, and you can look at these things and be like, oh, no, they were all shot by nuts. Eh, were they? You know, right. just like just like a lot of these mass shootings, um, you start looking into those and you're like, eh, that seems, you know. And once you start really digging into these things, which is almost kind of scary because you feel like you're going to be put on some kind of watch list. Like last night I was looking at some stuff about the Vegas shooter. Um we've talked about that before about the the things surrounding that like they showed a picture of him like when he was clearly not an older man when they say he did that stuff they showed him like as a young strong guy and it's like well that's not the guy who did this that guy was you know that guy was like 30 at the time and they're like oh an undated photo i'm like well i can look at it and tell that he was in his 30s or maybe 40s at the time and they do that kind of shit all the time to put like the image in someone's head, like, ah, oh, this is the guy. Like, no, it wasn't. That's the young version of that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, this article was really interesting. And then the more you like start researching all these presidents, um, the more it all ties together. Um, so I'm sorry, I've I wrote down on so much shit. You're just reading. <laughs> like, just give me a minute, guys. Let me finish this. <laughs> well, I I thought about reading some of this article because it was so freaking interesting, but I don't want people to get bogged down. Like, I hate when podcasters and or anybody just reads to me because I get, uh, I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's a, an assault on my own intelligence. You're like, I can read, all right? Yeah, it's it's boring when someone tries to read you shit, but... Well, we've there, got a lot of short videos if you want to do a video or two while you peruse that thing for more talking points. Well, I, I just want to say before we look at the videos that I, I do, and I'll repeat it. I think that there's so much corruption because these the central bankers and the Federal Reserve, they, they have so much money and they find out what someone, politically speaking, is into, whether it's like, you know, something off, like they cheat on their wives or they're into kids or or whatever and they compromise them and then they film it it's not rocket science they film them and then like hey here's what we've got on you and we can tell the whole country and the whole world what you're into 
or we can pay you a shitload of money to do whatever we tell you to do. And they're like, um, how is that even a choice? Uh-huh. You know, so that it's, it's not hard to corrupt these people. And especially in the last couple of years, we've seen so many things that you're like, well, how did they come to that conclusion that that was the best course of action? Um, by the way, I saw this is completely doing a 180 on what we're talking about, but you had a, Facebook showed me a memory today of a, a bit that I used to do. And then right underneath it was a, a bit that you did about the coronavirus and the vaccines. And it was really good. And I started to share it, but I didn't know if you would want me promoting that because it's probably not something that's on your special. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not on the special, but. Uh, but it was great. And, and um, but it's great. And it. Damn it, why did I start telling you that? Why did I start saying that? Uh, I don't fucking know. That's that's the that's that's where you can't take a left sometimes when you're going straight because you can't get back <laughs> on the path. <laughs> uh what'd you say? You saw you saw a memory of a video of yours and then scrolled down and saw that one of mine, and then <sighs> damn it, I totally lost what I was fucking saying. That's um, all right. It'll come back. Play yeah. one of these videos then. All right. Um, we got a lot of good videos. So which one? I like this black lady. Let's listen to her for a second. All right. Um, because what she says makes a ton of sense. And once you start figuring this stuff out or looking into it, it all starts to make sense. Like, wow, it's not that hard to mislead people. It's just not. Especially if there's somebody like Trump who, you know, he wants to get rid of the Federal Reserve. He wants America to have our own currency again. And if we did that, man, this country would be just killing it. I mean, everyone in this country would just be fucking killing it, you know, on a level that we've never seen in our lifetime if we got rid of these bastards, you know, as a meaning if we got away from the Federal Reserve and all that stuff. Um, so anyway, here's this lady making some really good points. Never heard of him being racist prior to running the pr running for president. That's just me though. I ain't never heard of him being racist prior to running the pr running for president. That's just me though. I mean, cause any two ways you look at it, the man won his presidency without the black vote. What he need it for? What he need us for? Tell me what he need me for. He don't need me. But for some reason, he always get up on that stage talking about how low black unemployment is. Because he legitimately cares. You never heard Obama get on. Turn off the thing on the bottom, can you? I didn't realize it was going to take up that much of the screen, but I want to be able to read what she says also. Oh, yeah, I can turn that off for a second. Remind me to turn it back on, though stage talking about black unemployment he couldn't because under his first two years with a democratic congress it doubled black unemployment under barack obama doubled how many y'all know that it doubled it literally doubled it went from eight percent to sixteen percent how you get around that no media say nothing about that but donald trump getting it to the lowest has ever been recorded like i said he don't need us he does not need the black vote. The black vote didn't put him in office. The black vote ain't going to take him out of office. But the fact that he gets up there on them stages every chance he get and tells us how we are doing because we, I ain't going to say that, we too crazy to realize it ourselves. You know what I'm saying? He ain't got to do that. 
He ain't, he ain't got to get out there when he was running for president. He didn't have to get out there talking about, um, what do you have to lose? Vote for me. He didn't have to do that. But he did. And we grateful that he did. You know, it's some smart folks out there that happen to be darker skinned like me. Mm-hmm. You just got to find them. See, a lot of them scared to say something because they scared somebody going to say something back to me. I'm a step. What's up? You got something to say about Donald Trump? What? I ain't got no MAGA hat. My damn head too damn big to be trying to wear a MAGA hat. So I can't wear no MAGA hat I know where. But I got a MAGA sweater in there that I wear. I wore it to work. Nobody said nothing. I'm a big old bitch. They better not say nothing. <laughs> I like that lady. Fuck yeah, man. I love that lady. Can you hear me? I didn't mm-hmm. know if I muted my thing. I love that lady. And... You know, if I can generalize people, that's that. That's why I love black women. I love black women who talk like that and point out truths about shit. And I think there are way more black folks that are on board with Trump and the things he's trying to do for this country than than they will let us know in the media. And when people don't know those things about Obama and they don't know what Trump actually did and the steps he's made... You know, if this man's racist, why has he done so many things for the black community, for Hispanic communities, for, you know, he's a fucking anti-Semite? Well, his grandchildren are Jewish, and so is his daughter who converted to Judaism for her husband. You know, like, it, it, it's it, there's so many things that people don't know, and it drives me nuts. And he and, did a ton of, like, pro-Israel stuff and, like, moved the embassy and something with the Golan Heights, whatever those are. Apparently, it's there an important thing that presidents had talked about in the past and and promised to do something about and never did anything about. And then Trump was like, oh, that? Yeah, we can do that. Give me the phone. Let me just yeah. call a guy real quick. Hey, we're taking the Golan Heights. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir, Mr. Trump. Anything you say. Yeah, like, and she... Sorry, it seems ahead. that easy. I don't know. That was pretty much it, but... Well, and she also makes a great point about, you know, like people are scared to say things. I mean, we have a podcast for God's sake, and I've lost some of my best friends that I never thought I would lose. And I'm still that they've done such a good job of brainwashing people that I am still sort of scared about saying some of the things that I do. And people know how I feel for the most part. But that's the wonderful job that they've done. I mean, here I am. who I have a podcast that I'm not doing my career any favors, at least currently. Um, and I, I'm still leery about saying certain things and, and I've got to stop it, you know, even in my yeah. own brain, just fight through it and be like, it's, you're on the right side. Some, that guy that commented on our podcast or one of our new trolls, he was like, you know, how does it feel to be on the wrong side of history? And I'm like, well, obviously I don't think I am dumbass, <laughs> but we're not on the wrong side of history. We're trying to be, you know on the right side of it. And eventually, hopefully that'll come to light in our lifetime. I Um, hope so. Yeah. yeah, We'll see, man. Yeah, we will. But I think that we are, and I think that more and more people are waking up to it all the time. That's why when you do see these trolls, they rarely have like profile pictures. you know, it's just someone who like, I think they're even infiltrating shit like Rockfin. They're even going to places where they normally don't go because they realize how desperate the situation is on their end, meaning, meaning the corrupt people and the, 
the people who actually run shit. They realize like this country is slowly waking up. And sometimes I lose sight of that because I get so bothered by people who are so freaking annoying about thinking Trump's the devil and he's going to prison and all that shit. It gets under me because I'm like, you're part of the problem and you don't even realize it. Or maybe they do. Uh, I don't know. I don't either. But yeah, it's like uh, Rockfin is it's not a giant like left wing place for people to go. So if people are going there and watching stumbling upon our videos and watching enough of it to be like, I disagree with you. I feel like a majority of people that fit that statistic are paid people, people that like, I don't know how much this stuff happens in America, but I know it happens in other countries all the time. Cause I've seen like little, YouTube documentaries about it and stuff or TikTok or whatever, like just office buildings with like a hundred people in there and their entire job is to just put out opinions on the internet that all match the same narrative that they want to get done. And people have proven that on, on Twitter, especially they'll just do a search for a particular <laughs> sentence, you know, after a particular news thing happens and you see a thousand tweets that all have the same sentence in it, you know? Oh, well, DeSantis is the one for me after uh, what so-and-so said today. And it's like word for word, the same quote in every tweet. And all of them are like a random name with four digits after it. And it's like, this is clearly an operation of some kind. Like, But on the, on the other hand, like I have friends who I know for a fact have their picture on Twitter and still comment on every... Trump related thing, every DeSantis thing. And they're just like, you're a fucking idiot. And like, that's all his Twitter is. It's just him being like, you're dumb. And it's all, and it's zero likes on everything. Like nobody interacts with him or anything. No, they all just look at him as a troll, but I know that that's his genuine opinion. I know he's not getting paid shit to think this way. He just thinks this way. So right. who knows, man? Well, they're never going to get, everyone on board it's impossible the the people that we're fighting against they have so much money and the media is on their side so it, it's just proof of the power of the people that it, it's even grown to the level that it has because again they have so much money they've infiltrated big tech and the you know media and higher education and and speaking of higher education, Biden came out and where, what was it? He, um, yeah, damn it. I didn't write it down. What's wrong with me? Uh, oh, Biden, <laughs> Biden forgives another 4.8 billion in student loans. And that is all to get young people's vote and, and people who maybe not even young people, but just people, it's, it's all a vote grab. He doesn't give a shit about people. And they also want to continue to, um, they also want to continue to to have their, um, they they corrupt higher education. And you got these, you know, they people think that so many people are on, that are on the side of Trump are uneducated and stupid and all that. And certainly, there's a big chunk of, of people that are, um, but not having a. A degree doesn't mean you're a dumbass for one thing. And just because you have a degree doesn't mean 
you've learned the right shit. It just means that the powers that be are telling you, you're smarter than these people. These are the dumbasses. And they love to glob onto that because who wouldn't? You're like, oh, yeah, I'm the smart one. In reality, you're not. You've just you've just memorized all the bullshit facts that they want you to, to memorize, um, which is why public schools are so fucked up anymore because the people that are paying for those are like, this is what you're going to teach them. And a lot of teachers nowadays are like, well, I don't want to teach eight-year-olds about same-sex marriage. I don't want to teach them about any sex. It's not something an eight-year-old needs to learn. And they're like, well, this is part of the curriculum now. And so it, it's really sad what, you know, what kids yeah. have to learn saw, these days. I saw a thing the other day. There was a, a female lacrosse coach that was talking in front of some Senate committee or House committee or something. And she was, she went through like her accolades, you know, she was like, I've, I've coached for this long. I have this many championships. I'm in this whatever hall of fame and this and that. And, and like, she, I don't know if she got fired or if she just got like, you know, whatever the word is like, where they're like, eh, like shake their finger at her or what happened exactly. But I know that she was like, no, I don't want dudes competing against my girls in in this sport you know like this is a girls only thing and she uh, uh, it affected her her life enough that congress was like hey why don't you come talk to us and tell us your story and uh so i don't know i only saw like a 15 second clip of it i was i don't even know what the fucking thing was but i the point is there are people in every you know, you listed the banks and the whatever and the this and that. It's everything. It's it. every company that has a hundred or more employees has somebody that works there whose entire job is to be like, yeah, but is this equitable? And now everybody's got to be like, oh, I don't know. Is it like and they're like, don't worry, we're going to send in an equity expert and they're going to tell us. And then they have, you know, that's a whole new career nowadays is equity expert. And they have some guy with a clipboard that's like <laughs> comes in and is like, all right, let's check this out, everybody. No to you. I don't know. I'm just rambling. But no, I know what you're saying. And uh, something you said reminded me of uh, something I was listening to, I think, yesterday. And I'm sure we said this before, but the all these senators that keep getting reelected they're not necessarily getting reelected because they're doing such a great job. So many people in our government have been flat out installed. We know, at least we're pretty positive, that Biden was installed. And the more his presidency drags on, the more you're like, there ain't no way this guy received that many votes. But my point is that they don't, it, it, it's not hard for these deep staters and the people who run everything to install the senators they want to install. And that's why they have these 50 year careers. Cause they're just like, do what we tell you. And we'll make sure you keep your job every two years. It's, it's not, it's not rocket science. No. And I mean, it's uh, the unions are a good example of that. Cause there's uh, I, these numbers are going to be wrong, but let's say there's a million people in a union. There's only a hundred people that like run those unions. So if I'm a senator or I'm a shady banker or whatever, I don't need to sway the opinion of all million of those union people. I only need to sway the opinion of the hundred 
that run everything because then all they have to do is go, hey, guys, come on, like we're voting this way. This You're part of this union. If you want to keep the union the way that it is, you're going to have to vote like this, because if you vote the other way, then it's going to fuck everything up. And most people are don't even follow politics. Most people don't even care. They just know like, oh, I'm in a union. I'm a Democrat, you know, or I don't know how much it's like that nowadays, but I know it was for decades, you know, like, uh, so I, that's my point, but it's, it's no different at a, at a college or whatever. You don't have to pay off every employee of the college. You've just got to pay off the guy who runs the whole thing. And then that guy who is in charge of hiring and firing is going to hire his own equity manager guy. And it's like, it's, it's a, like a domino effect. You know, it, once you take care of a couple people at every business, then you've got the whole country basically, which is why they've done. Yeah. And which is why it's so easy to make these conspiracies if the work. You know, I mean, they 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 just take care of the top people and then and then they like the employees or whatever may go and grumble about it at the bar with each other. But then the next day they get in line and they do what they're supposed to do. And they're like, God, this is bullshit. Right. And they're like, yeah. And then they do it anyway because they've got kids to feed and bills to pay and they don't yeah. have time to dig into all that shit. And most people are like, all right, let's go. <laughs> let's storm the castle. And they're like, um, you storm it and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll tell us when you stormed it and then we'll come. Yeah. It's very hard to get people on the same page. And well, with... and, and if you work at a place and, and you do see that shit going on a lot of times, you know, if you chime in and go, Hey, this is bullshit. Then either the person who runs the place or the manager that they hired specifically for the point of you need to police this sort of thing that guy gets fucking booted. And then that makes everybody else be like, Oh shit, man. All right. Yeah. I'm just not going to say anything. We'll talk about it at the bar, but I just want to keep my job, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's why also it's so easy to corrupt the media. They're like, this is on the teleprompter. This is what I read. And if someone's like, Hey, this doesn't seem right. They're like, all right, well, we got a guy over here who will gladly take your job and he thinks it's right. And they're like, all right, I'll fucking say it. You know? Yeah, and they, and, they and there's a five minute delay too, so they can't they don't even have the opportunity to be like, hey, well, this is all bullshit. These guys are lying to you, you know, to do that thing real quick before they cut the cameras. Like, there's just no way to do it. So your option is read what the fuck is on the thing, or you're fired. Yeah, and once you you know once your eyes are open to this stuff, you do start noticing it, and you kind of you're kind of the crazy person at first. Because you're pointing out to everyone, like, "Hey, you guys, this is all bullshit." And but it's like, it, it's it's like trying to stop the wind or something. It's really hard once you know. There's, it was a T-shirt I got at Target, but I think George Carlin said it. There's uh, nothing scarier than a large group of stupid people. Um, I'm totally butchering the quote, um, but that's the gist of it. There's no. <laughs> There's nothing scarier than a than a large group of stupid people who feel justified in what they're saying or or just a crowd in general, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, anyway, what else do we want to talk about? What videos do we have here? Play either of those. They're both less than a minute and they're both fine. OK. And I've seen people quitting. And if they would have held out longer, they would have been successful. I've seen it so much. 
I've seen some of the most brilliant people in the world that never made it because they were quitters. Yeah, that's it. But I just like the way that he said that. And it makes me think of myself. I did the, uh, you know, who Jordan Peterson is. He had this, uh, I forget what it's called now, but it was like a know yourself sort of thing. It was a personality test and it had like a hundred or something questions on it. And then at the end, it told you like your percentage of different things and stuff like that. And there's a word that I had heard before, but I never really knew what it meant. But uh, the word was industriousness. And mine was like incalculably low. It was like zeroth percentile. So then I looked it up and I was like, I kind of know what it means. But like, what does it mean? And it's basically like the urge to work, the urge to get things done and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, yeah, like I am pretty low in that now that I think about it. But I feel like it kind of fucked me because now anytime I'm like, oh, man, I should do this. Uh, maybe I will. And then I'm like, no, nah, but you're really low in industriousness. So you're probably not gonna, I find myself talking myself out of things just because I took that thing. But, but yeah, the Trump thing is, is true. You know, like I see these comics on Netflix and these people that are selling out theaters and stuff like that. And, and they're not any better than you or me, you know, but they have way more like, Hey, will you book me than we do? Like, I feel like we have the attitude of like, dude, we're funny. People should book us. But they have the attitude of like, I need to go and get this work because nobody's going to just give it to me. And I don't have that attitude as much. And I think if I did, I'd be way more famous than I'm not currently, you know? Right. Well, I mean, in some ways you and I are completely different. And in some ways we are very, very similar. And I've always noticed it. Um, even before we talked a lot, um, I've always noticed it. And I, I'm the same way. And on the days that I put effort into something, I usually see benefits. And I'm like, why don't you just do that all the time? You know, like, and I've been that way my whole life. I mean, I was a, I was a good wrestler. I was a great high school wrestler. But if I would have done certain things in college, I would have been a great college wrestler. But I was, I didn't, I rely, I've relied on my talent too much. And mm -hmm. that it's not enough. Like you can't, you know, there's two kind of people in the world. There are, there are three kinds, actually. There's people who work hard. There's people who are talented and they usually end up about the same place. But once you but sometimes whether it's an athlete or whatever, when you have a really talented person and someone who works really hard, that's when you find that's when special things happen. Um, but these days we're living in a time where with technology, the way it is, the talented people, if that's all they rely on, they don't get near as far as the people who really put their head down and work. So yeah. And it's never too late. That's the beauty of it. Like this has been a very productive week for me. I've been trying to be productive and not waste time on shit. And if I do get on social media, it's for a purpose. And then I like delete it off my phone. And But it's very easy to get on that shit and, and waste time before you know it. It's been 40 minutes and you're like, God, what could I have accomplished? <laughs> 40 minutes. Tried 15 hours. I'm well, like, what I'm saying is 40 minutes, seven times a day, uh -huh. you've wasted a shit ton of time. And you're like, I just don't have time. No, you do. You, you dumbass. You're just wasting too much of it. Yeah. Um, that's one, one thing that I've realized when I quit smoking weed, I've since started again, but 
that in between like 2016 and 19 or so I didn't smoke weed. And when I first quit, um, I just had all of this time cause I didn't realize how much time I was spending just sitting there being high, you know? And so I, I, you know, I would make lists like 20 things long and I would fucking accomplish all of them. And it would be like 1030 in the morning. And I'd be like, God, like there's still so much day left. Like, and then I start like uh, telling myself like, well, if I just would do the 20 things on a list and then smoke weed, then I could totally smoke weed all the time. And then I'm just a pothead again. Next thing I know, you know, so. But the, but the thing is about it never works out that way. You end up like you, you start out on that path and then before you know it, you're like, well, I'll do this list, but I'll take a hit of weed first. And then uh -huh. before you know it, you're like, ah, I, I'm having a hard time with my list. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, then, and then the next day you're like, oh, yeah, a list. Yeah. And not to make this podcast about weed, but for what I've from what I've done and I it's certainly not a perfect science by any means, but I haven't smoked weed in years. Um, and when I was, it was very hard for me to quit and I needed to get high like every hour or two, I'd go out to the garage or wherever and take a hit or two or get wasted. Um, but edible pot is, is the way to go because you can eat just the teeniest amount and it has to be at certain times. You can't eat it all day long. Um, but anyway, I, 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 I don't do it every day, but I'll eat just the tiniest amount of pot and I'm not stoned. I don't like getting stoned anymore, but I'll yeah. have this, just this little head change. And usually it's a productive one and sometimes it's not, but I, so it's, it's and that, that for me, it's much easier for me to eat just a little bit of pot and, or I can go days without it. And it's nice um, to just be like, hey, I'm really in a, need to get out of this funk I'm in or whatever and just eat a little bit and like, oh, it's not such a big deal. But so anyway, um, that, you might... that, before we move on, that reminds me of, uh, I forget who the comedian is, but he had a joke about, uh, weed in edibles or whatever. And he was like, so I get this candy bar and the, and on the package, it says a hundred milligrams of marijuana are in this candy bar, but they don't tell you where, in the candy bar <laughs> that 100 milligrams is so i just thought that was funny and i had a similar joke for a while i only did it a couple times but i compared weed to the scene in casino where he's talking have you seen casino have i already said this story on this podcast i don't think so but i love that movie it's been a while though well he's in the kitchen and he's looking at the blueberry muffins and he's like why does this one have two blueberries in it and this one's packed full of blueberries i want the exact same amount of blueberries in every muffin and the cook's like how the fuck am i supposed to do that and he's like i don't care just get it done like that's how food and weed is or weed and food is is like yeah it's all scrunched over to this side so this side has no weed at all and this side is going to make you fucking Whatever. Well, they they have it down to a science in California. I'll take a I'll take a five milligram edible, like a gummy or whatever, and cut it into force, and then you've got one point two five, and it almost always is the same like feeling or whatever. And I never eat more than two and a half now, which is a rel very small amount. I just worked with a guy 
I didn't, he was working at the club in Little Rock and he's like, I eat 3,500 milligrams a day. And I'm, and he's like, <laughs> I, I smoke 40 blunts. And I'm like, good Lord. Like, right. <laughs> how, how are you not just a blubbering fucking idiot? You know, just like, I can't hold the thought in my head when I have too much, especially edibles. It just makes you like, I yeah, I, I can't even, I won't even smoke an entire joint with before I'm feeling like, oh my God, that was a mistake. Like I'm too high and I have to like flatten my body or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how yeah. we got off on this tangent, but. Well, we were talking about motivation and all that shit and people quitting and I've done, I've been a victim. I'm not a victim, but I've victimized myself by quitting right before the finish line. I don't know how many times in my life. Uh, about a lot of things and it's never too late to stop that shit. You just gotta prayer helps me a lot with that too, but you just gotta, you just gotta fucking make yourself. All right. What's this next? Uh, well, it says vote on there. Oh yeah. It's a guy talking about the election of 2020 and I have an interesting, or I just have a comment or two after we watch it. All right. And we'll we'll wrap this up in 10 or 20 minutes because um, I don't want it to go too long. But I do want to talk a little bit about uh, the walls kind of caving in on Biden a little bit, or at least hopefully. Um, yeah, we that, can. And what that means. If you if I don't know if we have the video, but that video that I sent you of him, like just he looks like such a scared old man, like with clearly has dementia or something when they're asking him about like his son's business dealings and all that shit. Do we have that video? Uh, we have, uh, I have the Biden videos that you sent me on okay. Instagram. I don't know if either of them are what you're talking about, but okay. I think that is, I think at least one of those is the video and we'll have to talk about that because if well, I why didn't don't you go ahead and play those then since we already intro it or whatever, and we'll get okay. back to the election thing in a minute. All right. Lick the world. For Muslim, for, we cheer for Muslim athletes like Kareem Aljub and 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 Joan Shingang. I'm going to pronounce right. Shanga Kawawa. Ban on transgender Americans, transgender Americans. Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. I appreciate it's great it. Great to have you. It's thank you. Thank, have you. Have thank you. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. It's a very exciting day around here. Um, we'll have reaction. I met alone with him, just he and I, and a simultaneous interpreter, 68 times, 68 hours, 68 times, more than 68 hours. All right, God save the queen, man. Thank you very much, Mr. President. We really appreciate it, and we love you. Thank you. I might add, if I didn't, I'd be sleeping alone. And <sighs> what a fucking disgrace that guy is. And Granted, it's all heavily edited. Like it's not it's not taken out of context necessarily, but it's just it, I don't know if you could do the same thing with Trump, but I know one thing I notice about Trump and it bothers me, but I it's he doesn't say the word or or uh Oh, did you mute yourself just to cough? That was cool. Yeah. Uh, he said, like, if he says a word wrong, instead of being like, or I mean, uh, this word instead, he just says, he uses the word and. I'm trying to think of, uh, 
let's say that he's uh, that he's saying the word he wants to say the word cup, but instead he accidentally says the word uh, pup. Let's say so he's like, oh, yeah, we were there. We all had our uh, our pups and our cups. Uh, he always says and instead of like or I rather like he never corrects himself. He just adds on. And then once you notice that he does that, then you'll see him do it about once per speech. Uh, so not that I don't think that Biden's a complete fucking flailing, aging, almost dead dipshit. I do think those things, but <laughs> almost if, dead dipshit. If you hate Trump, you can do the same thing with hours of his video and right. have him saying uh, stupid stuff five seconds at a time. But still, this next clip, though, th is, that is also Biden is not edited. It's just one long minute long thing. And uh, it's a, a good contradictory example of everything I just said, because he seems like a dipshit the entire time. OK, well, I mean, but you're right. We live in a world where it's very easy to manipulate and make someone that you hate, you hate them even more. But uh, and I would feel sorry for Joe Biden if he hadn't been a piece of crap his entire life. But he has. So I don't I say that all the time, but it's worth repeating. OK, here's this video. Lick the world. For Muslim, for we cheer for Muslim uh, athletes. The other one. Wait. All right. Sorry. Has killed more than eleven thousand Palestinians just over a month and created a humanitarian disaster. Israeli officials have said this work months or even years. Have you communicated to Prime Minister Netanyahu any sort of deadline or time frame for how long you are willing to support Israel in this operation? Are you comfortable with the operation going on indefinitely? And is there any deal underway to free hostages? Thank you. Yes, no, working backwards, forward. Look, I have uh, been deeply involved in moving on the uh, hostage negotiation. Um, and uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself here because I don't know what's happened in the last four hours. But uh, I have uh, we've gotten great uh, cooperation from the Qataris. Uh, I've spoken with them as well a number of times. I think the pause and that is really that the Israelis have agreed to it's down to well, I'm getting too much detail. I, I know, Mr. Secretary, I'm going to stop. The uh, but I am I am mildly hopeful. I'm mildly hopeful. I like how there was whoever Mr. Secretary was was probably sitting in the front row being like, mm, mm -mm, yeah, stop, stop saying what you're saying right now. Yeah, it is so hard to watch that man speak sometimes. I mean, it's just, you know, I, I made a comment one time. I was like the other day I was watching a Biden speech and I, I thought my Internet was freezing as many times as he would pause. And <laughs> and in no time in history, at least that I've seen. Has any vice president and president and all them talked more and said less? Like you just listen to that guy talk and you're like, what? Did you, did <laughs> you, you have really said nothing? Did you see the Babylon B sketch with uh, Kamala's speechwriter? I don't think so. All right. Play one of these videos first. I'm going to look this up and I'll share the screen or whatever. Okay. Um, Okay, I don't know which one to play, so I'll just pick one. Won't you subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs? So, who are you? Hillary Vaughn with Fox. With Fox, of course. 
Uh, I don't know anything about his flight logs. Why won't you subpoena them? Why don't you want to know? I don't even know the issue. I know who Epstein was, but I certainly don't know anything about the issue. Well, he was charged with sex trafficking, so why don't you want to know who was utilizing his never private been, plane? Never been raised by anyone. Senator Blackburn has wanted to subpoena them, and there hasn't been a vote in your committee. You said a word to me, not a word. But aren't you curious, like, what high-profile or powerful people might be closeted predators and pedophiles? Does that concern you? So why won't you subpoena them if you can? It's the first time anyone has raised it. Thank you, Fox. This is the United States Senate. This is why the American people hate Congress. What you just saw there. All right. Um... Hold on. How do I share my screen? And, and without knowing any, I don't even know who that guy was. But to me, that's a perfect illustration of what I was saying earlier. He's just like, I know I'm compromised and I know I can't really say shit. So, yeah, he's like, gonna... I don't even know what you're talking about. That reminds yeah. me of uh, when Roseanne interviewed Bill Maher on her podcast in the last week or so. Did you see that? <clears throat> no. I didn't see the whole thing, but I saw clips from it. And she was like, oh, so you're like uh, MK Ultra or whatever. And Bill Maher's like, what's that? Who is she? And Roseanne's like, what? Are you kidding me? It's like the, and she says a couple other words. And Bill Maher's like, I don't even know what those are. And she's like, Psh, all right. <laughs> yeah. And and, and I, sh I meant to mention this at the beginning. I hate that your special is going to be competing with this. Um, but Alex Jones is going to be on Tucker Carlson tonight. Oh, yeah. But that's also on Twitter. So that's not something that you watch live, you know. So okay. I'm not worried about it competing with it too much. But uh, okay. but sh share my screen there and I'll play this video. Okay. Tell me when you're ready. How do I share your screen? I don't even know how to do that. I think it's just in the bottom there next to the videos. Uh... Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Are there two things there that you can click on? There's two videos. We'll click on one of them. Two strange things about the 2020 U.S. election that most people didn't know. As per so, yeah, go ahead. I did that right. No, okay. but it's started already. So let's finish this one. <laughs> okay. 538.com. Trump, with some margin for error, won the in-person vote in every single U.S. state even deeply democratic ones like Biden's home state of Delaware, every single one. Whereas Biden won the mail-in vote in every single U.S. state, even deeply Republican ones. And in 2020, mail-in ballots, where no one had to show up to verify their identity, went from 29 million in 2016 to 66 million in 2020. Such a stark difference in who wins the in-person or mail-in vote seems unlikely to occur naturally, but you decide. The thing that bothers me about that is that, of course, more mail-in votes were for Biden because it's the same group of people that were scared to go outside and and were wearing masks and getting vaccinated and all that. Like, that's that same group. So uh, that always bothered me a little bit that people are like, how would so many mail-in ballots be for Biden? But I think the the biggest discrepancy is like, when it comes to the numbers and when it comes to the the ballots that don't have a, a chain of custody or whatever. And that's what's going on in a lot of these court cases that are still ongoing to this day. I know Carrie Lake's thing is still going on and whatever the guy under her, uh, Abe Hamaday, I think, uh, his court case is still going on. They're saying basically like 
like these places had ballots that were perfectly flat with no creases in them at all, but they counted them as mail-in ballots. And there's no way that you can mail a ballot without folding it up and putting it in the thing. So like explain this and the judge is like eh, valid, you know? And so that's, what's ongoing right now is, is stuff like that. And that's going on all over the country, but, uh, but it's, it's still, obviously more people are going to vote for Trump walking in and more people are going to vote for Biden mailing it in, but whatever. But those numbers are, are pretty crazy. Um, yeah. Oh, they are. And they're just a ton of people that wouldn't have voted if it wasn't a mail-in thing. So it's like, I've always thought like voting should have some amount of like, I got to get off my ass and do something to to make my, like Joe Rogan always talks about like, why can't we just vote with our phones? And it's like, cause then every single person would get a vote and you don't want that. That's why we don't let kids vote because we realize like, no, you need to at least be a certain age to know about the shit that we're voting on. And I personally, I would like to have some sort of test or something that you have to pass to be able to vote. Like it used to be landowners only, you know, like if you had, a stake in the game, then you could vote. And then it just became like, you know, male citizens. And then it came like, you know, to everybody. Right. It's like a friend of mine said a few weeks ago, the people who decide our elections are people oftentimes who contribute nothing to society, which just kind of sucks. Um, but that's, that's how it is. It's one of those things like hate speech, you know? Um, so I still don't know what you're talking about with the screen share thing. It, I see. Well, if you see another video down there, then just click that and it'll open it up. Okay. And now do you see the Kamala Harris six-year-old speechwriter thing? Yep. All right. So I'll Hi, play this. I'm Oliver Bartholomew. And I'm 16 and a half years old. And I'm the speechwriter for Kamala Harris. My mommy and daddy say, if you find a job you love, you'll never have to work a day in your life. Morning, Frank. Yeah, hey. Hey, Oliver. And my parents were right. Ever since I was little, I liked words. Writing words is fun. So I made writing words my job. Every politics person has a writer, like me, to make good words for them to say. Space is exciting. Space, it affects us all, and it connects us all. I got that idea when I was thinking about space and how big it is. Man, it's big! It's not all fun, though. Sometimes I have to write about bad stuff, like war. Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. It's cool to see the words I type good actually get get set on TV. It's fun. I like it. Once I thought it would be neat if Kamala wore a blue suit and told people she was wearing it, because I like blue. I'm a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. It's cool because the suit's blue and it's the color of the sky. Where are you, my ideas? I'm all over. One time I was on the school bus and I thought it would be neat 
if Kamala talked about the school bus? And who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? Who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? I can't take all the good, though. Me and Mr. Kamala are team. You know, like relay racing? You know, you race and someone passes the baton and then, right? But she kind of is crazy or something. And she kind of scares me. <laughs> and you can't fake that kind of performance. Remember Venn diagrams, those three circles, right? And then let's just see where they overlap. Yeah, I didn't, I did didn't have. Yeah. <laughs> what else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. You're either born with it or you're either not. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. It's quitting time. I need to get home in time for good. See you tomorrow, Frank. See you later, Oliver. That time is every day. Good stuff. Also, now that I'm thinking about it, have you seen the preview for the Daily Wire movie called Lady Ballers? I've heard something about it, but I haven't seen it. Well, let's watch that real quick first, because I uh, feel like that. Is it still sharing the screen or do I need to do it again? I mean, there's a video down there. Is it? Yep. In a world where women's sports is being transformed, the Daily Wire calls foul with the most triggering comedy of the year. Guys, this is serious. Sports can be your pathway to a better life. Well, like yours? <laughs> Please don't steal my catalytic converter again. Winning matters. It's the key ingredient in becoming a winner. Maybe you should try it sometime. Are you gonna move? I am not. Let's cut to the chase. I know you're not a woman. Huh. You don't know how he identifies. If you can beat them. What do you know about the U.S. Opens for the Global Games? You want us to compete as women. $5,000 prizes. My lover says you were a great coach back in the day. Join This is the way the world is now. My eight-year-old daughter told me all about it. So a guy can become a girl with no physical changes at all. Oh, that's called gender fluid. So I can be a woman on the court and a man in the bedroom. I can't believe it. Nice. You mean when you're sleeping? Yes. Coach. Alex. We, we could play, play basketball. basketball. We have to get the whole team back together. It's time. We're in. I'm in. I'm in. To play. Lady Baldur's. Man up. Oh. Like a girl. Guess what? I'm with her. Day one of being a girl athlete. <laughs> I love being a girl. Two sheroes. We could dominate every woman's sport. Running, swimming, soccer. I said sport, Felix. It's ladies basketball, boys. Nobody watches. Excuse me. Are these seats open? <laughs> ne never mind. Getting dunks. <laughs> and tucking trunks. You know she did it.
That's the biggest I've ever seen on a lady. I don't care. Lady Ballers. One can even be trans age now, which provides Sheila with a wonderful opportunity to relive all the experiences that she missed out on in school. <laughs> Streaming exclusively on Daily Wire Plus, December 1st. Right. Uh, it reminds me of when when comedies were actually funny. Now they just suck. Yep. <laughs> I mean, even that one had some cheesy stuff in it, but I think I just like the idea overall of getting back to just being able to make fun of anybody for anything. Like yeah. That's, that's the way that it should be. You should, if, if I see something about you that I don't like, I should be able to tell you that. And then you should have to think about it. Like that's the way the world is. So if I walk out and, and five people go, Hey, Hey, don't, don't wear that shirt or whatever that I'm going to go home and be like, man, I don't know if I want to wear that shirt again. <laughs> like I it's, but the opposite is true too. If people are like, nice shirt. But I'm like, hell yeah, man, this is my fucking get laid shirt now. Right. <clears throat> yeah. I miss comedies. I think I've said this before. My, my, my wife was like, not too long ago, I was like, "What kind of what movie do you want to see?" And she was like, "I'd love to see something funny." And I go, "They don't make those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> At least not when you're going to see in the theater, and that won't be in the theater. That'll be something you have to subscribe to a certain place to see, which is just bullshit, you know." Yeah, I saw a movie, a couple that made me laugh recently. One was uh, Old Dads, which is on that, that was great. I liked that, and then there's another one. I think it's it was on Hulu. I don't know if it still is, but it's called Buddy Games. And it's just like a group of dudes that were friends in college or whatever, and they haven't seen each other in 20 years, and they all get back together and hang out and antics ensue. And it's just funny. It was like, I think Nick Swartzen's in it, a couple other guys uh, that you would recognize from stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I laughed heartily a couple of times. Dude, Nick's, <clears throat> Nick Swartzen's character on Reno 911 was... That's one of those characters you watch and you're like, I just want a gig like that. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be that guy in a fucking stupid show. Like Reno 911 was freaking great, man. I loved it. Lieutenant, I agree. Dang Lieutenant Dangle and all them. They're so freaking hilarious. Um, and old dad's a uh, little humble brag here that I do know Bill Burr well enough to text him. I texted him uh, the other day. I was in my little boys gymnastics class and i i was like i'm gonna text i haven't i came i was i was going through all these numbers and like uh, messaging people about my show and i was like i still got bill burr's number i wonder if it's still the same number because he's blown up since the last time i talked to him and uh i mean he was already big but he's really gotten huge since then and i mm -hmm. texted him i was like hey man i just wanted just wanted to know i i watched old dads and it was great and he responded to me and uh, we had a nice little conversation and um, I'm going to see if I can get him on the podcast. He's, he's always been really cool about that stuff and giving me advice whenever I asked for it. I just not that guy to be bugging people, but, um, but it was cool that I was having a conversation with Bill Burr, who in my opinion is one of the best, if not the best comic work in a day. And um, agreed. You know, yeah. De we had definitely one of, if not the, yeah. Yeah, we had a great conversation about just our kids and wives and that kind of stuff. And it was very short. It's not like we talked all night or anything. But um, but it's one of the cooler things that I can say in my career is that I kind of kind of know that guy. And um, nice. like, I ho hope to run into you soon. And I'm like, yeah, me too. But I rarely go into Hollywood anymore. So 
Uh, anyway, you want to wrap this up? Yes. Uh, okay. You know what I just realized that we totally forgot was to finish the January 6th video that we watched last week. But That's right. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, it's like uh, I always hated that when like MacGyver would end on like a, a cliffhanger, you know, and then the, when the next season, I was a little kid, so I don't know when the season actually started, but I remember being like, oh, MacGyver's back. And then it would just be like a totally unrelated episode. And I'd be like, what is this? What about the cliff that he fell off and all that? And Mom would be like, no, that's next week. And I'm like, well, why would they even put it on this week? Like, I want to know what happens. So. I know. We make mistakes on, sometimes on this podcast. But I, I feel like this was a really good one. I enjoyed it. Um, and January 6th ain't going anywhere. We can still talk about it. That's um, true. And next weekend or whenever we want. And uh, what was I going to say about it? Uh, it doesn't matter. But I uh, hope your special goes really well, buddy. And uh, yeah, we'll be, it, it'll, at the very least, because my little boy's such a high maintenance kid. That kid in that video reminded me of my son, like, because he's got kind of long hair. And I'm like, I wonder if my boy would look like that with short hair. But now when I see a video of a kid like that, I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, he does uh, have uh, a long, he, he's got long hair. You're going to make a, a surfer boy out of him. Yeah, well. Uh, we've got some people that are willing to teach him to surf, so we'll see about that. But all right, it might all work out. Teach him to say bra and shit. Bleh. All right, man. Well, You're uh, like my name is Dad to you, young man. Whatever, bra. Whatever, bra. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I started to say. Was that I don't know how many times we get off these podcasts, and I'm like, damn it, I meant to say, I meant to talk about or this, or then something will break, and like some news that just happened, and. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So speak, speaking of news that we should have brought up earlier, I guess they're trying to impeach Biden again. And I don't even know if they want him to at this point, because they're just going to, I don't know what they're going to do with it. I don't know who they're going to bring in to run against Trump, but I I don't feel like it's going to be Biden unless they have a way to just to, to cheat on an astronomical level, uh, which they may. Well, according to Trump, they do not have a way to do such a thing, especially now after all these court cases and stuff have been going on and uh, and different uh, city and state legislators and stuff are like, yeah, you can't do that the way that you did in 2020. You can't have drop boxes like that and that kind of stuff. Like a lot of those laws have been changed. You know, you can't just mail a ballot to everybody like somebody has to request it. Like those kind of rules have been going into effect. So as much as they cheated in 2020, they won't be able to cheat as much in 2024, according to Trump, at least. And, yeah. you know, other people that agree with Trump that I listen to occasionally. But uh, but yeah, that's that's his point, is that if enough of us vote and there will be enough of us, and like, it's like that black lady said, like Trump is gaining uh, approval in uh, the black category and like the Mexican category, Asian people like are all of the numbers have gone up. The only number that's gone down and I think is like, like single college graduate women or some bullshit like that. Like that number has gone down for Trump, but no, there's, there's yeah. no way I'm, I'm jinxing everything. There's no way he can lose. There's no way. Well, that that's what scares me is I think one of two things are going to happen. They're either going to bring in Michelle or 
something catastrophic is going to happen that delays the election or makes it not happen at all or whatever. But yeah, I, it's, I, it, I think that's a, a likely scenario that they're going to try to postpone the election once it gets closer. And and it just I mean, dude, we're we're three years into Biden's four year presidency. It seems like it's flown by, like looking back now. Granted, it's been hell every day, but it's just interesting that things are going to get worse. Like there's no doubt about it. Yeah. They, either there's a plan and part of the plan is things got to get worse so we can see what we're up against or there's no plan at all. And Biden's actually the president and things Gross. are going to get worse. Yeah. So it's definitely going to happen. Like, that's what I tell people with buy a bucket of emergency food, like worst case scenario, you throw away a bucket of emergency food in 10 years or whatever when it expires. But best case scenario, if the fucking it could be anything more riots, maybe all the grocery stores close down, maybe they outlaw gas engines. So like trucks just can't go anywhere. Maybe there's a giant trucker strike either way. Like there will come a time where there's not food at the grocery store. I think maybe not. Maybe everything will be fine. Yeah. But and if Newsom ends up being the candidate, you know they have a way to cheat because there ain't no freaking way that guy would win legitimately. No way. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what their plans are, but according to Q and all that, there's there's nothing that they can do. It's nothing can stop what is coming. Gotta so. hope so, dude, because if, if, if nothing can stop what is coming, guys like us are finally going to get noticed in, in the business that we're in. Um, because that's why it's been so hard the last few years. My YouTube was going through the roof until these dicks took, took over and started censoring people and all that. And so it's not about me, but, um, it could be good for us. So, yep. Anyway, God bless all of you for tuning in. Take care and uh, make sure you go to making it happen. M A C A N it happen.com. Help out little Bo Macon and his family and make sure you check out Mike's special. If you can't do it live, then make sure you do it. Cause he's really funny. And, uh, the dates are scrolling across the bottom of the screen there. I'd like to do really well at the Omaha Funny Bone, January 5 and 6. And I got some other dates coming up, but that's the main one I'm focusing on right now. So that's it. God bless all of you and take care. Thanks for tuning in. Goodbye. Goodbye.